CKR Radio, bringing you the best of absolutely nothing. CKR Radio, bringing you the best of absolutely nothing. Please, you bring us in. I I insist. All right, on tonight's show, we're going to be discussing ISIS and all the terrible, shitty, vile, disgusting things they've been doing to the world. And we're going to try to break down the cause and the root of what their ideology might be and how it affects the rest of the world. I'm here with Caleb. I'm here with Alex. Hey, guys. And we're bringing you CKR Radio. What do you guys think of ISIS? The way that the... Islamic State is uh, – and which, by the way, most that, – that's not an officially recognized term even within Islam, it's, but that's just what we're going to refer to them as. should have said that earlier. Um, Self-declared that, Islamic State. Yes, exactly. I should have said that earlier. But uh, Alex? Well, you know, ISIS backwards is sissy, and that's what they are, a bunch <laughs> of freedom-hating sissies. It's a sissy back – it's kind of like the Spanish sissy, like S-I-S-I. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yes, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I'm not, um, I'm not proud to admit, but I thought it stood for I stepped in shit. Oh. <laughs> god, you're just coming out swinging tonight, Alex. You do not like ISIS. But then again, who does? We're in a predicament right now where we're faced with this group of terrorists that occupy uh, areas in Iraq and Syria, and they are literally fucking with everybody they can fuck with. There's currently a coalition of 60-some countries right now all fighting or planning to fight ISIS. That's a lot of people from all around the world coming together um, to to fight such an abstract enemy. No doubt. I, um, I think that there's been a universal outcry even within Islam that this is not the way to go about conducting themselves or to you know conducting yourself as an organization at all and 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 as you said the whole global zeitgeist seems to be opposed to this sort of extremism but it, they're still operating they're still in a they're still performing uh, acts of terrorism and and vandalism and just op- awful reprehensible violence i mean some really sick and sadistic shit uh, i mean I think the world is – I think we haven't reacted just yet is because I think the entire world is tired of fighting in the Middle East. I think we're just we're, – we're, we're fucking tired of it. The, 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 I know the public in America is tired of it, but yes. I mean until you know, now we're starting to get you – know, I, I feel like people in our country are starting to kind of get behind like, okay, you know, the drones aren't enough. It's time to go over there and kick a little bit of ass. But I think this thing was kind of just allowed to grow because there was a lot of apprehension about returning, going back to Iraq. And, I mean, essentially just, you know, cleaning up a mess that eh, we kind of started. Yeah. Uh, totally, absolutely 100% started. I, I agree with the idea of, like, not another war. You know, there seems to be the sentiment, right? But then when the shit hits the fan, now everybody's calling for a war. They're like, well, he's not doing nothing. What's, why is he not doing nothing? Uh, speaking of Obama or perhaps our government, it's, it's uh, well, geez, why would we go to the Middle East and try to – they need to deal with their own problems over there. But then as soon as it gets so vile and so disgusting, it's, why aren't we doing anything about it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, definitely um – 
they're flooding at every news station pretty much right now uh, with just the awful shit they're doing to people. And, you know, it, it's not just Americans or Europeans. They're also, I think they recently beheaded two Japanese men oh, um, a couple weeks ago. I mean, it's it's complete insanity. It's very interesting in the Middle East that ISIS has tortured and murdered local journalists, creating what Reporters Without Borders calls news black holes in areas controlled by ISIS. And this is just no 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 news getting in, and only the, only the news – there's no news getting out, and the only news getting in is what ISIS-controlled regions want. So it's uh, an information sort of tyranny, and I think that's really interesting. They most certainly do want to uh, – you know, they want to be in complete control of um, their image. They want to, you know, and and they've kind of, and they've shown that in the way they've they've clearly done some editing with some of their videos, and they're they're very 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 reliant on their image, and they certainly want to keep complete and total control of that. Yeah, they definitely use a lot of propaganda. I actually I watch a YouTube channel called This Exists, and on one of their channels or on one of their episodes, I mean. Uh, they actually uh, talk about uh, jihadist rap as being very influential in the Middle East. Um, they had a few different people that were <laughs> Americans, so- Europeans. Well, the the funny thing, there's this European called El Jenny, is his rap name. He uh, they they showed his older work versus his newer work when it was talking about you know kill Obama, kill America. Um, his like most popular song, I guess, he's still kind of underground. Um, but he was just like, let me rap in peace, let me rap in peace. And I thought that was so ironic that, like, let that me. was the lyric. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, you're definitely, you're a jihadist extremist. You're not uh, doing anything in peace. That's, it's it's just a complete, yeah, that's hypocrisy at its finest. God damn it. Uh, man, the Middle East <laughs> is such a goddamn wreck. And, you know, I, I don't... I don't, maybe a lot of people notice this, maybe they don't, I don't really know, but I mean, the fact of the matter is that, you know, while Saddam Hussein was, uh, uh, you know, he was a, he was a, he was a violent dictator, I mean, he, there's no, there's no doubt that, um, he committed crimes against humanity and, and yeah. tortured innocent people and he, you know, but at the same time, you know, the nation was stable, it was secure, and, um, you know, uh, I, I, Iraq at one point was a was a modern nation, and uh, you know, people and it had good health care, it had good education, um, and it was a it was a you know, and Baghdad and other cities in Iraq were very modern, and uh, you know, it was a relatively peaceful place, and uh, you know, westernized Western civilization's influence in the Middle East has just caused the entire place. To, I mean, essentially, we're responsible for all this, and I don't want to sound like a terrorist sympathizer, most certainly no, no, not. No, no, I mean, no. it's fucking horrible. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I, I I can't help but well, think that this is this is largely our fault. Well, let me let me expand upon that Iraq point for a second. The okay, so Saddam was a a dictator, but he ruled with an absolute iron fist, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what led to some of those crimes against humanities. But he was also very secular in his government. He didn't really want to get involved with the the Sunni Sunni or the Shiite. Um, what is it? Sectarian civil war. He he Correct. wanted to, he there wanted was to a stay. lot of peace between them too. Exactly. He wanted to stay out of that as much, and he ruled his government with an iron fist. Yes, but he ruled it secularly. And then, as soon as we dispose of him for what we think might be good reasons, or what might be thought of ignorantly as good reasons, 
as soon as he's gone, you see the, the destabilization of Iraq, and it blew us all. It blew our minds completely. Uh, I remember as a kid thinking, "What? what is all this? Sunnis and Shiites and... And it's been a long-held religious war within Islam for so long, mm-hmm. and Saddam actually was trying to curtail that problem. Mm-hmm. I I remember like being, you know, I was like twelve or thirteen, and you know, it came out that that we were going to Iraq and we started bombing Baghdad, and I remember my mom going, "Iraq is fucked. It's absolutely." <laughs> fucked it's going to be fucked for a long time and we're going to be at war in the middle east for a long fucking time and i was like whatever no way that's ridiculous oh shit she was right i agree completely because i thought i remember being around that age and thinking we came in and just steamrolled i thought it was a unanimous victory right like boom boom got them out great and then whoa there's it's like the tip of the iceberg like three weeks in, George Bush being on that ship, mission accomplished. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> what well, was the mission again? I thought we were looking for weapons of mass destruction. What mission did we accomplish, President? Uh, so, so that and that's that simplistic view of it. Like we got Saddam out, everything's accomplished, and it's wait a minute, what? You just ripped off the Band-Aid, and now you're bleeding to death. We went to the Middle East, and we stopped Hussein from sodomizing it. Okay, <laughs> I like that. Wow, but yeah, he is definitely a sodomiter. Um, what what do you guys think about people who think that the biggest political motive for us to go to war in the Middle East was uh, for oil? Yeah, I mean, do you think their views have changed over the last fifteen years that we've been in war? Well, I will say this: I know that most of the Middle East perception of our reason for being over there is oil, and and, and there's a lot of circumstantial evidence, but. I'm not too willing to give an opinion one side or the other completely. I don't. I just don't really know enough. So, Caleb, your thoughts? You might. You you agreed immediately. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's always been about oil, um, and the, you know the same thing was it was the the same case with um, <clears throat> with Libya. Uh, it turns out, and this is this is this is my th- thoughts on the matter, is that a lot of the times, if not every time that I can think of on my mind right now, that we've that we've gone to the Middle East to topple some dictator, uh, it's it's been over the fact that there was some risk to um, the petrodollar. Now, what the petrodollar is is um, is is an agreement that the countries that export oil. Only export oil in U.S. dollars, and in trade, they, you know, that the, their transport, um, the, the transport of the oil gets gets United States military protection. Okay. Okay. So when, so I know uh, Saddam did it, and um, Gaddafi did it. Um, I can't remember what Saddam's was called, but li- uh, in Libya uh, with uh, Gaddafi, he proposed the gold dinar, uh, which was a form of currency that would um, bear weight, uh, bear value in gold. To challenge the United States petrodollar as 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 the currency taken for oil in Libya, and I and and Saddam did uh, uh, something like that, and I, I don't remember what his proposed currency that he was trying to use was called, but I find it funny that these dictators remain in power for so long and we don't do anything about it, and they t- tend to have good relations with the United States, and then whenever they want to change things up with the currency they accept for their oil exports. It's, Time to go over there and topple a dictator. It makes a lot of sense. Um, a lot of wars since our even very primitive days have been fought over resources. 
um, resource control in its most simplest terms. So I can see that, yeah. I, I can I can definitely go with that. Um, Alex, well, now, did you want to expand upon your question? You asked it. Well, uh, I was just going to add to what you guys are saying, you know, re- resource distribution. We brought it up last week on the podcast. Uh, it's definitely a, a big factor and definitely a motive for war. Do you guys – so you guys are both in favor of our own – now, let's uh, – obviously, we – we want to move towards a more green and less fossil fuel driven energy state, but you guys are in favor of our own domestic production of oil and you know natural gas and and the things that we use to run that that kind of would um, insulate us from the Middle East and all of that instability, right? I, I see it only having positive effects, honestly. Mm, uh, I don't. I don't know. Um... I haven't really thought about it a whole lot as far as like, you know, if our oil production exceeded that, that which comes out of the Middle East, like to, to, to curb our reliance on oil from the Middle East and, yeah. and produce it domestically. Um, it's hard to say, you know. Uh, There's a lot of variables, obviously. There's a lot of yeah. variables because you take away leverage from Saudi Arabia. How are they going to feel about that? Now they're, we're not so dependent on them. How are we viewed? I understand there's a lot of variables, but we could, uh, we take it back to ISIS, right? So obviously they're a Middle East. What I find a Middle Eastern extremist group, but what I find so interesting is that they are not just at war with specifically America or any Western culture or non-believers, which they are at war, but not specifically. They have their own extreme interpretation of the Quran and the Hadith to where to the point that they're fighting Muslims for not – and this isn't even a sectarian battle. This is a battle of interpretation saying mm. – if you don't read the Quran this way, then you are an apostate and an enemy, and you need to die. And they're just going, hey, they're just going nuts in the Middle East. It's so crazy. You talked it's, about it it's earlier. It's really almost as if they've lost sight of <laughs> of the, the number of people on this fucking planet. Like, yeah. like they think that they can force that ideology on the entire world. How, seriously, how fucking crazy do you have to be to think that you can fucking spread that shit? Well, across the globe, it's not just we, we we. That's the logical conclusion, right, of what they're trying to do. But they're well, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. But in it's the logical conclusion, and 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 they're going. That's what their mo is. But right now, they've got their own. They're trying to um, institute a caliphate back mm-hmm. into Islam, which well, it's been years since that's happened, right? And I think what they're trying to do is win the win the hearts of Islam. And then continue on, which obviously, based on the amount of backfire from the Islamic community, I don't think is – they're not necessarily gaining any ground. But that's what they're – first, like any goal you have, you have to take certain steps to reach that goal. And I think their first one is to win Islam itself. Honestly, I don't think you can win someone's heart by ripping it out of their fucking chest. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean that, 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 that shit works. That that shit works for you know maybe for um, youth and teenagers that are that that don't have um, exposure to the you know to the the, the living conditions and the and the ways of life and, and of someone in, in in a culture like ours and you know in a first world first world country like America, but you know here in the states I think the the Muslims that do have that exposure are like uh. 
It's fu- uh, no, I'm good. I like living here in America. Yeah, yeah. We got it pretty fucking good, and you guys are fucking crazy. And that's good <laughs> because those are the Muslims that are like, no, we're not gonna fucking deal with this. No, no, no. However, you know, I, I think that uh, you know, I think that uh, I think that President Obama has it right when he says that the 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 danger uh, are them, you know, uh, of them attacking our country comes through their comes through the technology through the internet of, of them reaching out uh, to to young impressionable minds who might not have the best life and they're and you know they want to rebel. Everyone, I mean, everyone wants to rebel. As as a as a teenager, but imagine you're this teenager with a less than perfect life, and you want to rebel, and you're mad, and you know, and then and you're a, you're a Muslim child, and and suddenly these these guys, ISIS, they you know, they they get to you through through Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and they and they fill your head with this stuff, and suddenly like you've got something you've got something to be a part of, and something to live and die for, and 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 a way to rebel, and I think that is dangerous, and and that is going to be uh, uh, something that affects Muslims in um, Western. Westernized nations, um, uh, and it's something that we should that we should uh, be very wary of, and and certainly that that's a recruiting tool that we need to um, we need to stamp out. Definitely, I mean, I, I'm in complete uh, agreement. Well, I I often think about this um, this sort of double edged sword. It's it's a really tricky issue because the more that we fight. And we fight him imprecisely, and there's more casualties of innocents and civilians. The more groups like ISIS or Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda, the more that they have leverage to recruit. They say, "Look at what the West has done to our world. Look at mm-hmm. how they have ruined us. Look at the instability here caused by them." And, and it's kind of like you're like, "Oh, well, it's not like he doesn't have a point." I mean, like you see why they're angry. Like I, I, I do. I mean, I I sort of I get why they're angry, but I, it's not that I, th- that it's justified what they're doing. Exactly. No. You can hell see fuck why. No. You see but why like, though? I, I get where I get where the anger comes from. I mean, to to grow up in a place like that and have nothing, and you know, and and you know, to 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 be born into a world with nothing because of the West, and then you know you've got, and then you grow up with this religion with a violent interpretation and a very influential group of people that believe it. I mean, it's no wonder that people fall into it. Yeah. Um, it, well, see, Reza Aslan has this uh, opinion that when you're born in the Middle East. That's all that you know. So if you're in Afghanistan, you don't really know that there is a better way of life. They, that's just all they know is gert, uh, goat hoarding. I said gert. Uh, goat, goat hoarding and uh, god damn it, goat hoarding. <laughs> what? Hoarding? They're hoarding all the goats over there? What my time, goats. My goats. That's my goats. <laughs> what time? Talk about a battle of resources. Uh, goat hoarding. <laughs> And uh, that's all that they know. They know tribal life and goat herding. And so there's no real cross-reference. There's no point of reference to say, geez, we have it so bad here. Um, but what what is going on is exactly what you were saying, though. That's the only part of contention I have with what you said, Caleb. But everything else that you said is spot on with the the recruiting tactics. And it, it's it's sort of this self-fulfilling cycle of, more war, more war, more war, more instability, more recruiting, more recruiting, more recruiting, more instability. You can't fight them and you can't leave them be. Exact. There it is. There it is. Nice way to summarize that main point. My beef, though, and we can talk about this for a little bit, or you can bring up whatever you want. There's this great quote, and it says, What is ISIS doing 
that is not supported by the Quran. Now, it's an extreme interpretation, obviously, but their entire MO is founded on the literal text. So, at what point we have a battle of ideas now? You see? Yeah, uh, I, mean, what, I can't what, really give a good opinion on that because I've never read the Quran, but, um, you know, so... so, so uh, okay, I'll ask a hypothetical. Let's say there is no Quran at all, right? And there's no Muslims, there's just people, right? Middle Eastern people, Western people, European. Would ISIS be what they are today? Um, n- n- no. No. Not quite what they are. Um, okay, so but you think there would still be an institution of a, a terrorist group that would be performing the same function as ISIS, though, right? Well, I mean, there's, there's, you know, I mean, there's what you could consider terrorist groups that aren't, you know, religiously. Yeah. Yeah. They're, but, um, it, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk shit about, you know, Muslims, but well, here, let's give it a shot anyway. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> they, 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 uh, you know, Islam has been the, has been the source of a lot of fucking problems and that I know of in my lifetime. And, um, it's hard to it's hard to think of anything else that would have such a, a strong influence on the minds of people. Um, so yeah, I don't think there I don't, I don't think that there would be anything quite like ISIS without the Quran. I mean, maybe maybe something, but nothing that would drum up the kind of you know the, uh, violent hatred, belief, um, the, the the system of, of faith they have going on, the ideology. Nothing quite like uh, Islam or the Quran. No, I, I don't believe so. Well, I think any underdeveloped country, um, like most of the Middle East is, where you have such a huge distribution of, uh, of wealth and everything like that, um, you know, there's a lot of poor people, um, and there's a lot of guns, and those two things just don't usually mix, and then you get, uh, extremists of any nature, and you see a, uh, two parties or more parties buy for power. Well, I'm about to blow your both both of y'all's mind in Pakistan this is a weapon with nuclear this this is a country with nuclear weapons okay think about this in Pakistan 89% of the people there believe that adulterers people who cheat on their husband or wife should be stoned to death that's I don't disagree with that 89%. So you're, part of, you're part of the 89%. I'm just kidding. I'm um, just kidding. That, that, blows my, that blows my mind. I shouldn't have been presumptuous and say it would blow yours. But uh, I, it's, a, it's a developed country that has nuclear capabilities, nuclear weapons. And mm-hmm. that's the belief of the population there. And if leadership is a Yeah, belief, in fact, I think I saw something within the last few months about that where, where, where some woman was, uh, <clears throat> was stoned to death in public because she was caught cheating. Jesus, this so so there it, it happened. This actual news story. Yeah, uh, I think but, I, I heard about something like that within the last year. Or so Saudi my, Arabia, my, I think it was Pakistan. In Saudi, this this is even worse. Almost, almost. I mean, it's 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 wrong. Both, but uh, uh, oh man, man that, that totally that totally sucks. I'm totally against that. Um, well, you're about to be against this. Uh, a fucking man in Saudi Arabia was executed. Guess what his crime was? Stealing. No, practicing sorcery. We're, what? In 2015, there are nations that are executing people for sorcery. Now, is this a I, – I, I want to be very clear, in my opinion at least, that this is not a representation of Islamic people. 
But if you if you have a text that if you do read it literally, and there are people who read the Bible and the Quran and the Torah, they there are people that read that literally. If you read the text literally, then you are justified in these actions. And people have no no sort of self reflecting like is this bad or is this good that that dialogue never comes up because there is no question it is good because it's in their book uh speaking of uh their book i'm gonna read you guys a couple passages out of the quran are you ready for this okay yeah Mm. fighting is prescribed for ye and ye dislike it but it is possible that ye dislike a thing which is good for you and that ye love a thing which is bad for you but allah knoweth and ye know not Ah, so Soon shall we cast terror into the hearts of the unbelievers, for that they join companions with Allah, for which he had sent no authority. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, they but wish that ye should reject faith as they do, and thus be on the same footing as they, but take not friends from their ranks until they flee in the way of Allah. Oh. From what is forbidden. But if they turn renegades, seize them and slay them wherever you find them. And in any case, take no friends or helpers from their ranks. Okay. And there's there's dozens of passages like well, this. I want to give you one that strikes me at home. Okay. This one's this one's very interesting. I'll give you two. I got two here queued up. All right. I'm not going to read them with such flair like you did. That was a very good narration, Caleb. Um, <laughs> the yees got me going. All right. And kill them wherever you find them, and turn them out from where they have turned you out. And disbelief is worse than killing. So right here you have a thought is worse than an actual action. Disbelief. That's a pretty fucked up backwards way of thinking. And I'm, and the actual word is al fitna. I can't pronounce none of this shit. Is worse than killing. All right, and the next one is I want you to think of Osama bin Laden when I read this one specifically. Now, uh, I, I just made a logical error, but whatever. Go forth light-armed and heavy-armed and strive with your wealth and your lives in the way of Allah. That is best for if you if ye but knew. So it's, it's saying even if you're wealthy. So Osama bin Laden was somebody who was extremely wealthy. Mm-hmm. And you can see how somebody who's wealthy and who has a cause behind him. And then he reads this text daily and it says go forth light-armed and heavy-armed. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Interpret that as uh, fucking weightlifting? Like here, well, that's, <laughs> like that's how do you? What you know, uh, uh, Gaddafi himself did. I mean, he was you know obviously he he was rich. I mean, he kept he, you know he he hoarded the money of his country. You know, it wasn't it, the the people were poor. Um, Gaddafi was rich, and he funded um, several terrorist attacks. You know, he 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 backed terrorism. Uh, you know, all over the place, and so that that uh, that's who I thought of when you read that. Okay, all right, and uh, I mean, my my basic point is just that you. This is not all Muslims. This is not all Islamic people. And it's not about being a real Muslim or or a serious Muslim. It's not about that. It's just that there is an argument to be made that there contains in this text justification for that. And right, exactly, and it's like the the, the uh, a big problem is that it's like it's up to the reader's discretion. Like, oh, well, I'm going to just skip over this violent part, or I'm not going to skip over this violent part. It's like, well, how can you trust someone to, to pick and choose what to read and how seriously they take it out of something like this? If, if you skip the violent parts of the Quran, man, you're talking about you're going to knock that book out in like an <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, Grab a cup of coffee, sit by the fire. 
I've uh, literally only read a few passages uh, for a world history class because he, he sh- really uh, drove the point home for the Ottoman Empire and what their beliefs and everything are. I guess to expose us to something that's completely different than Western culture for for the most part. But man, it is it is so violent. It's very comparable to like the Old Testament. Oh, it's very the way good. that it's that it's uh, written and and described on how to treat people. Um, and I would hope, and, and this is kind of just a tangent I'm going on here, but okay. I would hope that that people in America, especially like hardcore conservative Christians, could see the Middle East and then maybe think maybe religion shouldn't run our country. Not that you know, not to mention here, it's like. Not everybody's Christian. We have a lot of different religions, but over there, you know, it's like 90-some percent Islamic. Um, and even there, like, no, this isn't working. This isn't good. we got to stop the violence. You you would think that people would, you know, be less open-minded to letting uh, religion run their state. Well, see, here's the thing. Um, in, in the Quran, there is no there is no – there is no text of um, secular values. There, there is no command to be secular. In fact, the Quran mentions many times – well, not many times, but mentions a few times that the, the belief of Muhammad as the prophet should be the foundation for your nation, for your state. And in the Bible, you have a couple of verses that Jesus himself is speaking to say, do unto Caesar what is Caesar's. This is a separate matter. And that right there is a way to wiggle out of all the bad and horrific shit. But there is no wiggle out in the Quran. Now, what, 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 I, what I end up doing or what I end up having a problem with is where Muslims who are generally peaceful and, and good people, and, and this is not the discussion about them, but they want to say that their holy book is the perfect word of God, but then reject those bad verses. But then when ISIS is coming around and doing all the terrible shit that they're doing on the basis of, of their book – then suddenly, oh, they're not true Muslims. They're perverting the religion. But they're they're the ones reading the text. They're the ones following the text. You see what I'm saying? And you yeah. got some you got some sort of in the. You guys hear that? Yeah, I think that yeah, there was breathing. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, you just gave me a train wreck on my little speech there. But it's all good. It's all stable. He's sitting there like. I don't think it was me. No, it's okay. We're, it mo- we're moving past it now. We're moving past it. So basically, that's my I've, point: is you can't, you can't, you can't take. I am your father. You can't take the moderate Muslims who believe that this is their actual book <laughs> of faith, the foundation of their religion, and then when others are using it literally, saying, "No, no, no, they're wrong," but they're the ones actually following the book. So you see, it's. Uh, I think yes, I know. I know. You, what you're doing is, is 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 explaining exactly my reasoning for not being religious, and I've fucking asked myself for years why other people don't ask themselves these same fucking exactly, questions. Exactly. Is why aren't the moderate Muslims? They're the ones rejecting these bad verses that we just read, right? They're the ones rejecting those. But then why don't they go the next step further and say, well, if this is the foundation for my faith, it's either it's either well, their interpretation's wrong and mine's right. Or you know, it's it, it's just that it's just that there's no there, it, it's like it doesn't even fucking come into their minds that it's like the thought never enters their heads. Well, maybe this whole thing's wrong. Exactly. Maybe I shouldn't do this. So my my big whole overall point, my worldview in life is that secular morals are the reasons why we reject these bad verses because as a as a people we've come to the understanding that as a global society, whatever, as as human beings. 
we've come to the conclusion that these this is not correct. This is not how you go about acting towards each other. And that's a secular – if you went just by the religion, then you would not have that thought. But secularly, we have decided, no, this is not good. Slavery was outlawed on secular reasons. Actually, the South was the one using the Bible to promote slavery and say, look, it's in the Bible. This is our God-given gift. So we come to that conclusion based on secular values. And the the ISIS is just the – logical conclusion of islam and 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 so and again i have to give the caveat that not all muslims are like that and there's there's many great muslims peaceful people who just want to practice their faith but they're practicing their faith with a secular understanding that these passages are are barbaric Mm -hmm. so we get we get that out of the way we got that out of the way right we got that that's 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 gone here, how about this? If you're a Muslim, fucking quit it. Stop it. It's stupid. <laughs> we pulled no punches. Really, if you're fucking any religion, stop it. Stop. Why do you have to pick and choose what's right out of the fucking your God's word? You don't know better than Allah, and yet you're sitting there fucking insulting him. Fuck you. Just stop it. You're not fucking fooling anybody. You're fucking retarded. Quit fucking if, reading if the I Quran remember, and facing east if, and praying and shit. Fuck you. <laughs> If I remember correctly, uh, Muhammad was talked to through fire. He heard God's uh, God's words, and he was uh, flashed letters um, to help explain to him what he's supposed to do. And he was illiterate, but he could read the word because God was shooting it out of fire at him. Or, I mean, Allah. I guess I shouldn't That's, call him God. Yeah. Well, it's well. Yeah. I mean, these these beliefs. Oh, we don't want to get too far down. Muhammad the, was illiterate. Is that what we're, was it? Uh, what we're Muhammad yeah. was literally living in a cave, and uh, supposedly I, the, the the Muslim foundation baffles me. Real quick, so you got Muhammad. He's living in a cave. He's poor. He's illiterate, and then he gets what can be described as a schizophrenic message. He gets a voice a rev, of an angel, a vision, a voice. And that's his revelation. So then he goes and spreads. And then Muhammad dies. Well, the whole uh, Sunni and Shiite rivalry is based on who is the successor to Muhammad. And I'll give you this. In Christianity, you don't even have a successor to Jesus. There is no who's going to be the next Jesus. But you literally have who is supposed to be the next Muhammad in Islam. Well, now, um, they did believe in European culture that the king had uh, was Jesus' bloodline. Uh, the... Uh, what a manifest destiny, right? Or something along those lines, right? Like uh, divine kingship. Divine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so and this is another point: is we keep if we go back and we we apply Western values from five hundred, six hundred years ago to today. Obviously, those are bad. Those, those those don't make any sense, like you just stated, Alex. But what ha- what's happening in Islam today is that six hundred year old standard. It's almost as if Islam is literally behind the times, and I this might be we might be living in their own Islamic reformation where we got to get through this terrible shit, and then Islam will come out enlightened somehow. But until then, we're stuck dealing with people who want to behead you for being white and a non-believer, an apostate. So, you know, that is kind of the weird thing. Um, Like if you compare the the Islam extremists to uh, like say like a Mormon or somebody. They'll come up and knock on the door, uh, Jehovah's Witness will, and try to spread the word to you to kind of convert you over. And, and Islamic extremists wouldn't do that. He would go into the mall 
that was really crowded with a bomb and fucking blow you all the smithereens. There's no like, it's no, it's no like, it's no like, let me teach you our word. No, they'll just fucking kill you. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and see, my, my, my point is that, so here, I'll give you guys a good example. So there was, do you guys remember the show Black Jesus? No. I there, watched an episode of it. Okay, so Alex, you're familiar with it. Real quick, uh, Caleb, it's it's it was basically a show mocking Jesus in a way, taking Jesus Christ and putting him in a modern day scenario where he's kind of ghetto and, and kind of you know thuggish and just you know. It, it's, well, they actually make him black like he was. Well, anyways, the the show itself is definitely satire and mockery of Jesus. Do you, you would agree, Alex? It's definitely yeah. A, okay, I mean, Char- Charlie Murphy's in it, so okay, so it's definitely a mockery of Jesus. Uh, did and now, now people protested this. They they wrote on their blogs. The keyboard warriors got going. The hashtags were about, but there was no violence based on this. But as soon as you draw a picture of Muhammad in in a somewhat unflattering fashion, you can't even draw him actually. But if you 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 draw him in such a way to uh, elicit mockery, guess what? You've got Islamic extremists flying up your door and killing everybody. And, that's what I'm saying. The difference is in, in a general. Dude, I'm gonna start drawing pictures of like Muhammad with tits and shit, and fucking like putting it on Twitter on a fake Twitter account and like hashtag ISIS that shit and like piss them all off. I'm uh, I'm not <laughs> uh, being any part of that. He said I'm not being a yeah. CKR is not affiliated, but it's funny. ISIS is really active on social media, by the way. It's kind of yeah, funny. No, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. Even no, in like mosque and stuff, they have uh, like uh, paintings of. Muhammad, and it's like where the face is supposed to be. It's just like a white blank. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, you're not even allowed to draw the guy uh, or represent him, right? What? Well, the, he has a body, but uh, there's just no face. Do you think? I don't was, know. Was, was Muhammad that pisses a, me off? Was man, he self conscious? Because... Was he was he insecure? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, that's the weird thing is like uh, we've had like cult leaders and stuff here being like, "I'm Jesus." And, I mean, at the end of the day, did any of us really know what Jesus looked like? But uh, Muhammad, you could, I mean, anybody's fair game. Like, yeah, I'm Muhammad. I look just like him. Don't Dude, draw his it, face. Dude, it pisses me off. Like, it's, like when, a few years ago, whenever the um, that South Park episode was supposed to come out, um, Super Best Friends or something like that, where it was, like, Jesus and Muhammad and, like, you know, all yeah. the different religious gods and figures were supposed to be, like, this, like, superhero dream team or something. <laughs> and they had to pull the episode, and then they had the blank Muhammad out. Oh. It pissed me off. It fucking pissed no. me off. Because, like, that that shows that they do have some control of our of, of our country, some control of our pop culture. Some con- they, have, they have influence here. Ah, some level, some monochrome, yeah. Uh, now, um, there was an episode, like a really, really old episode with like the super uh, religious friends or whatever on South Park, and they did show Muhammad. I remember it, like he shot flames out of his hands or some some shit like that. But that was like years and years ago, I guess, before we got really big into the war. I mean, it could have been even before the war. Oh my it, god! It's, funny. It's just he said, "Oh my god!" Funny. Listen, it's just like. The level you know, of insensit uh, of insensitivity, like or it's the level of sensitivity where I don't. I've always said this: bad ideas deserve criticism. Good ideas deserve criticism. Any idea deserves criticism because once it can withstand the criticism, then it's justified. And until then, true it, that it's not. So when you have this, I have this belief. 
but don't criticize it or else you're disrespecting my belief. And it's that's just an insulation method. It's just a defense. It's almost like a a cell wall around a, a bacteria or something. It's how how can you how can you really if you have this firm faith, you need to be able to you need to have this belief stand up to whatever criticism is thrown your way. And instead, everybody wants to run from it. It's very telling. Well, I mean, you know, that's their culture over there as well. I mean, they they look at it as if, as if uh, you know, if it was good enough for my father, it's good enough for me. I mean, they have not expanded a whole lot in the Middle East. Uh, in most most parts of the countries, they don't really have uh, solid structures. They live in real dinky small houses. Um, they, they don't do have, have modern amenities, you could say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, which I guess... If you live out in the middle of the fucking desert, you probably wouldn't wouldn't need anything. You'll just get sandy. <laughs> what I was saying earlier is it didn't always used to be that way. Sure, there were some places in you know in Iraq or wherever that that were more isolated and weren't weren't you know part of a city. They weren't suburban or you know urban in any way or whatever. And they probably probably were more you know I won't say tribal, but small communities without much money or infrastructure. But other places and like i mean dude my understanding is that baghdad is just never fucking recovered and it's sad because it once was i mean if you look at pictures of baghdad in like the 70s it was a city <clears throat> it was a normal city you would say right looked like a, yeah it looked like a, it looked like a totally normal modern city from from cars to the to the clothes people were wearing and the music they were listening to people walking it was on a, the street just yeah 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 yeah, nor you know, you, it it could have been you know, take a picture at the right angle. It could have been fucking Phoenix, Arizona. You know, it, that that's what it that's what it fucking looked like, and uh, it's it's sad that, that I, I doubt there's anywhere in Iraq like that anymore. And yeah. Syria's just fucking ruined. Libya's fucking ruined. Egypt's fucking crazy. God, the Muslim countries, man, shit. <sighs> well. Yeah, that that's a great point. It does kind of it, it kind of makes me a little sad. Um it reminds me of North Korea in a way where like and and it's different, it's different, it's not a good but it just makes me think of like people shouldn't have to live that way either way. Like you shouldn't have to have a city one day and then the next you don't. You see mm-hmm. like that's you shouldn't have to live in a in a in a society where you have no access to information. Uh that that's just information is it, it's basically a human gift. I, our ability to process and reflect upon information is is extremely valuable, I think. And and you're denying people that in a way. Um, what on whatever side? It's North Korea. It's it's American imperialism and it's it's Iraqi and and uh, Sunni and Shiite violence. It's it's all around. And I just all of it's deplorable to me. I want to make that clear. But it it seems like. So let's imagine if ISIS got its way, right? Like, let's say ISIS wins the Middle East. You, you see how how worse that is for the Middle East. It might be stable in some way, but how is that productive? How is that going to be? You see what I'm trying to get at is like, yeah, you might have stability if something like ISIS were able to take hold, but at what cost? And and what cost on the other? Well, what cost at waging a war with ISIS? Right? It, it's. I just don't like that this has to be an issue at all. Yeah, nobody does. Um, you know, the, the thing is, uh, it, it would be one of those things where 
if that was the natural, you know, if 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 ISIS, beca- if the if the Islamic State becoming a thing, uh, you know, and I listened to a podcast about this a while back. A guy named Dan Carlin. Oh yeah. Um, he, he he. You know Dan Carlin? Yeah. Shout out he to our sponsor, about- Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Hi, Dan Carlin. <laughs> you know he he probably thinks we're idiots if he'd ever listened to this, <laughs> but um, but you know he he talked about how pretty much you know the the the. The way things have been over there, the way they've you know been over there since the the early 1900s was since after World War One, when it went from just being the Ottoman Empire and got divided up into a bunch of different countries that the people didn't really identify with or care about, and and all and you know their their no nationalism, their their you know yeah exactly their the the borders meant nothing to them, you know their culture expanded beyond the borders, and um. So all these countries that we've known of being around there for all our lives is just not the way it was for you know for, for a long time in the Middle East, and that uh, the 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 current um, map when you look at it right now is 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 new since the early 1900s, and um, you know there Dan was talking about how well maybe this is just maybe ISIS is just kind of like. This is what's, you know, maybe ISIS, the Islamic State, is what is what needs to happen for st- stability to to come into come back into the Middle East. Maybe they need to make their own borders and and, wow. and you know and and set things up the way they want to in their world and 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 without the influence of other nations. And saying this, it's like is okay, border. yeah, this. It's is like okay, it's it's like I can I could see where that would be okay if it wasn't ISIS's fucking goal to. To you know, I mean, they made it very clear they want to attack and kill everyone that's not uh, Sunni Muslim. Yeah, like, we yeah. want to come after America. We want to come after Paris. We're going to go after the Buddhists and down to Vermont. <laughs> and then we're going back to Washington D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so you know, it, it, I, I would say, okay, go, ISIS, go ahead and do your thing, and you guys establish your Islamic state. Cool. Wait, it's not fucking cool because you're not being cool about it. And so, instead of uh, setting up Islamic State, you want to fucking make it. You want to make it a, a point to fight the entire world. So That's what you're not saying okay. is, let's say, let's take a hypothetical: the Islamic State, ISIS, ISIL, ICE, whatever the people call it, right? You you take that in principle, but their doctrine was more a peaceful interpretation of the Quran, right? And mm-hmm. and they're literally just like because there are verses in the Quran that say. Uh, there are no race. Everybody is just human, right? There, there are verses that say that, and there are verses about love and and you know only defending yourself. So let's say they took that interpretation, which we talked about earlier. Interpretations fuck them all, but whatever. Um, let's say ISIS was a more benevolent force. You would be supportive of that in principle, then, because it might stabilize the Middle East if if they could just, hey guys, let's all. Read the Quran with peace and love in mind, and let's become an Islamic state. Let's become is, uh, Islamic people. Yeah, and I think it would be, it would, it would undoubtedly be better for the region because then you wouldn't have the entire fucking world wanting to come over there and kick ass. Yeah. So yeah, of course that would be better. Um, so yeah, you know they've really, in my in my opinion. And your opinion, sir. Caleb, in your opinion, did we lose him? Are you? He doesn't say that we lost him.
check. Hey, big, yeah, you're you there, right, but, hey. What the fuck? <laughs> you were right in the middle of it, too. <laughs> I said, give us your opinion, <sighs> sir. This fucking shit pissed me off. <laughs> Alright, do you remember what you were going to say? Nope. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yo, I forgot, too, because the conversation is just flowing. Um, so I'll, we'll just leave it in there. We'll just say, in my opinion, I'll fucking put some banjo music in or something funny. <laughs> You, you, you want my opinion? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'll do. All right, I'll put some sort of banjo, like Kazooie shit or something. Uh, I said banjo and Kazooie. <laughs> um. All right, let me write this down. So, okay, I I just wanted to be clear on something real quick. That when I when I was talking about ISIS having to win Islam first, I, I was kind of thinking about Nazi Germany and you. The the Nazis had to win Germany first. They had to gain power within Germany. Before they could start taking over Europe and executing a bunch of Jews. So that's kind of what I'm saying with Islam is their first and primary goal right now is to try to win Islam. Their, 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 their battle is with not, not just a sectarian battle but also with the interpretations. They, they, they're against liberal and moderate Islam as well. So they've got to win that first. And that's kind of what I was trying to get at with that. Yeah, um, uh shit man if they get if if they got a hold of all of islam the world would be in a bad place because of what you said earlier that they would tr- now they can enact their next steps well okay let's talk about that let's talk about the end game okay. um in a hypothetical situation um isis takes the the jihadist extremists take control of islam they take over the world what do you guys think would happen um personally I think it would just implode because when you have such a, an extreme outlook on something and then all of a sudden you win, you're, you're in control. I, I could just – I don't see it lasting. I, I wouldn't either. Uh, well, I think for one right now we've got too much access to information as a people. But le- like – so – but let's say that ISIS was able to win the world and they are in a world sort of global sort of government that is under Sharia law. As as a world, um, the access to information would be cut off then, right? So maybe just cultural awareness and, and backlash would undermine that. But it, it, it's tough because if you're ruling with an iron fist, it does. It, what happens then, right? I don't. I don't know. Well, I mean, a world it really controlled comes by down. Islam would be one of zero progress. That's for sure. No doubt there. <laughs> yeah, the, the scientific. It, the way that the way that the Islamic State is, and which, by the way, most that that's not an officially recognized term even within Islam. It's, but that's just what we're going to refer to them as. Should have said that earlier. Um, Self-declared that, Islamic State. Yes, exactly. I should have said that earlier, but uh, they. Uh, but you didn't. Yeah, I didn't. So that 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 kind of fucking sucks. But their their interpretation of the Quran is so literal. That any scientific progress would automatically go against that, so therefore there would be no scientific progress. None. You can see you can see scientific progress in in other Islamic communities and states because it's not such a literal. Oh my God, here is the perfect word of Allah, and you see scientific advancement there. But if Islam ruled the world, cut that out real quick. Yeah, it'd be a fucked up world. Uh, so would there be any recovery? So. It, I, it, I don't think it would happen. It's a good hypothetical, but would there be any recover 
if they were able to somehow. We would take just. I mean, we, if we can fight robots, right? We would. <laughs> we would what? If, if we could fight robots, I, I was. I was. I can fight robots. <laughs> I'll got, try. Caleb's got that little uh, little robot man. I got, I got that little robot bag out back. <laughs> that thing is leaned back, man. That thing was fucking. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Uh, <laughs> um. God, no, Krav Maga is a, is an Israeli um, fighting system, correct? Yes. So that was used to defend themselves originally from Nazis, correct? But uh, yeah, so the guy invent- that invented it was a he was a boxer and a wrestler, and he was a world you know or not sorry not world champion. He was a uh, he was a uh, I guess in I think he was in he was in Germany, yeah, and he was a he was a he was a regional champion boxer, wrestler, whatever competitor, and. Uh, he 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 he's whenever you know <clears throat> whenever SS started coming through neighborhoods and harassing Jews he we're already getting really off topic here why did you uh, I was gonna, I'm going to bring it back I'm going to bring it back to we're going to take ISIS to um, Israel now and the Holy Land Jerusalem oh dude the they, strip. Oh, that's the place they want the most probably <laughs> they're but, foaming at the mouth <laughs> like oh the Holy Land I need it I need it um. But yeah, anyway, it was designed to fight Nazis. So yeah. But it's an Isra- now it's an Israeli militant. Uh, well, the the guy who, uh, who created it was he was a Jew, Emi Lichtenfeld, I believe is how you pronounce his name, and he moved to Israel, which was then Palestine, and was uh, teaching Jews how to you know defend themselves from, you know, for them at the time being. Well, genocided and all. It was very. Uh, it, I, I just, just laughed. That's not good. <laughs> they have Jesus. This, they built this martial art around, or not? I'm sorry, it's a self defense system around. Um, yeah, we need something that works because if we fail, we're all gonna die. Yeah. So that's that's what that's the ideology it was born and bred in. What do you guys think about the um, instability in the Gaza Strip? How much of that is religiously motivated? Do you think? Completely. Motivated by religion. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. Um, some, some, not completely. Maybe ninety-five percent, because there are some land disputes that were his, historical in context. But it's mostly. I mean, let's think about. It. We got three major religions, and all have one place as their holy land. How can you not say it's not religiously motivated, right? I think. I think Israel's. I. I think. I think everyone in Israel thinks basically just fuck the Palestinians, fuck them. Do whatever the fuck you want. That, that's I think that that's 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 the way, dude. That's the way uh, Israeli people I've met think about Palestine. They don't give a fuck. They're like fuck that place. And I don't know if that's religious or not. They're just like no, that's. They, I think they think that that's our land and fuck you guys basically. So I got a funny story. While I was in Canada for for my business trip or whatever, I I was going out to dinner with my supervisor and her husband, and her husband brought a friend. And his name was uh, Zod, right? Or it was yeah, it was Zod. General Zod. Yes, yes. I I thought that in my <laughs> head, but I wasn't about to. Anyway, so um, we're we're I, I'm introducing myself. Yes, I'm from America, and uh, he immediately comes at me with like, I'm from Iraq, and I said, Oh wow, well I'm really sorry about you know the whole war thing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I like, hope that's not what you said. No, I didn't say it exactly like that, but I, I was I, I was taken aback, right? Because the first thing, well, so he he's he's going on and uh, he's like he says, you know, I I supported nine eleven one hundred percent, 
And I was like, oh, well, that's an extreme view. And he's like, uh, he's like, death to America. And, and so I knew he was trolling me, right? But I was still kind of uncomfortable. I knew he was joking because I, I just <laughs> Dude, had to, I just Dude, that's a fucking had... morbid sense of humor for something. That's how the guy had. introduces himself to people. Yeah, so um, it, it, was, it was really odd. But we ended Wait, up coming. How, how did you meet this guy again? I was on a business trip. I was in Canada, and I was going out to dinner with my supervisor and her husband. And her husband brought his friend. That would have been fucking awkward. It was. It was. And I, so it was, I was in the front seat too, and I was like, uh, "Yeah." So I told him, I was like, "Look, I'm a pretty cool guy. I'm peace loving. I, I like to get along with everybody, and and I'm not judging anybody based on anything. I'm I'm just here to meet new people and all." He was pretty cool. He got over it. He told me he was joking. But then when uh, when he got out of the car after the end of the night, he said. Uh, <laughs> He said, "By the way, I'm in ISIS," and then he left. And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, oh my god!" That's literally what he said. I was so. He got into your head. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, now here I am talking about it. So his, was, his ten out of ten trolling for sure. Was he? A, he was. was he a big guy, or was he? Um, he was taller than me, but he was skinny, real skinny. Was he, was he intimidating at all? Like, did he no. have those dead eyes that most of Middle Easterners have? Nah. That's a, what a fucking fucked up generalization, Alex. <laughs> yeah. What they have. <laughs> Those fucking dead eyes that just pierce your soul. He's like, he's like, do he have, did he have those dead eyes that all those Middle Eastern fuckers have? Did he have? Yeah, I did not beard? call them Middle Eastern fuckers. <laughs> did he have a long uh, beard? <laughs> I could call them goat fuckers. No, I was he going Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, <laughs> while he gazed into your soul. Dude, if he introduced his name as Zod, be like, dude, you ain't from Iraq. You were fucking Krypton. I, I know your game. I <laughs> am Zod. But all before me. It was just, as Caleb said, it was an extremely awkward trip until until he started to he, he kind of said I was just messing with you and all that. And he, he was pretty cool. He was he was actually a really big fan of 2001: A Space Odyssey, so we kind of found the common ground between us. And so he liked 2001: A Space like Odyssey because I want to blow up everything up there. <laughs> he's he's like I like it because 2001 was my favorite year because that's when your towers fell. All right, both of you guys. Damn, <laughs> fuck you, Alex. Damn, damn, damn. I was just about to say we got to stop making fun of Islamic stereotypes, and then you said that shit. Oh, the, the worst part about it is whenever I try to do any kind of Islamic or Middle Eastern accent, it just always comes out as Indian. <laughs> it, it actually it did sound super Indian now I think about it. I will clarify there are um, actually more Muslims in the – in Asia than the Middle East, just by pure numbers, not population density or not population uh, percentage, but pure numbers. There are more in um, India and I had a quick side note there. Um, <laughs> when I talk about the, the uh, jihadist rap, the extremists on that channel, this exists. Um, they also had another episode for uh, fucking uh, L. Ron Hubbard Scientology. Um, and I know you guys were talking about Battlefield Earth the other day. Did you guys know that was a book? Made by L. Ron Hubbard? Yep. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, it's... Uh, like, holy shit. Science, so you get a science fiction author who creates a um, sort of religious movement named Scientology. <laughs> I just, I can't even, I don't even fathom the, the people that follow it. So what happens is you see people that follow this and they become successful. And... uh or they already are when they start following it. Yeah, that's why. That's then they attribute their their further success to to the to Scientology. That's and that's their, that's you know they, they like Tom Cruise and and uh, uh, John Travolta. 
Yeah, that guy. They uh they're just they're they're salesmen for this fucking they're thing. salesmen. Yep. Um yeah, yeah, so it's just ridiculous. And that's what I kinda think about the whole like the Islamic claims, so obviously I reject most of the world's major religions, and then you you get to Islam and it's even worse because we have more historical proof of Muhammad being not quite a prophet like that. He's a self proclaimed prophet. We have there's more reason to doubt that because okay. It's it's tricky this argument because what's more unlikely the guy who says that he's a prophet or the guy that we don't even know existed, right? So yeah, but I just think it's a more preposterous claim. The more so, why is L. Ron Hubbard and Joseph Smith considered more um, dubious? Because we have even more information on them. You look up Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism, and you find out he's a convicted con man. You can look this up and find it. it there, there are public records of being convicted. So Man, people, people just like being a part of something. That's all it is. It's very true. People are sheep. Yeah, yeah. for the like most to, part, they like to be in a herd. Um, <laughs> as I fucked up earlier. Yeah, as I fucked up earlier. A horde. Dude, um, if they were if they were hoarding goats, that would get all of Kentucky and West Virginia on the ships over to Iraq to fucking fight. <laughs> They'd be like, "I ain't taking our goats. We love them." So, um, so you guys got any last thoughts? We're about to wrap up, I think. Right? Unless you want to. Continue down some different path. Um, I mean, I, I pretty much said everything I I needed to say. Question your fucking religion. Yeah, basically, uh, just you know, you you pick and choose, and when you're picking and choosing, that means you're using secular values. That's my final statement. I I, I, I got a little something else to say on the matter. Okay. A lot of people, a lot of people aren't as fortunate as we are growing up in a first world nation. They aren't privy to information. They don't have access to information like we have, and those people can't be as accountable for their beliefs and for their actions because they don't know any other way of living. However, we in this country and we in the Western world do have access to information. This information allows this information allows us to think critically and that we can we can get this information and use it to challenge our beliefs. And if we live and if you if you're a religious person that lives in the Western world and has access to information, you should look at what ISIS is doing, and 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 you should look at what Islam is and how much you hate it, and and you should you should look at those things, and you should use those as motivation to question your own religion, and you should do it because you have access to the information, and it is it it, it is it is your right and it is your duty, and I urge you to do it. Beautiful statement. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Well, I think that sums. I mean, that sums it up extremely well. Um, that's it, I guess. Uh, this is what one more. Well, well, well dude, I just, a little thing to say. You know, none of <laughs> us are religious. I won't bash anybody for being religious, but fuck ISIS. That, 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 okay, yeah. So my last little one more one more word is uh, that uh, belief leads to action, and sometimes beliefs um, are not justified, and they lead to unjustifiable actions. That's that's my thing. So yeah, I, I'm all for everybody believing what they want, but just don't try to legislate, don't try to act out, don't try to kill me because I don't believe what you do. That's the simple truth. Oh, and <laughs> one more thing. And and one more thing is because it's in the Bible is not a fucking argument. Okay, uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. All right, guys. This is uh, <laughs> this is Riley, and don't behead me or burn me to death on video. Uh, this is Caleb, and if you fucking think you can fucking take me, bring it on. <laughs> and this is Alex. Be excellent to each other. All right, fellas, that's the end of our show. Take care. Good night. All Peace right. in the Middle East. Peace. Oh, I'm leaving that in. All right.
Good shit. All right, good shit. Peace from the Middle East. <laughs> nice one.